Welcome back to Sports Dump, Lewis County's only sports podcast, sponsored by Elam's Home Furnishings and Mattress Gallery, Gobel Septic, and AmeriCool Heating and Cooling. And let me be the first to say, Happy New Year's, gentlemen. Happy New Year. Year. And also, Happy uh, New Year's Day football victory event. Did you start the clock? To all of those who celebrate, (laughs) uh, especially Dylan, who for some reason is wearing a UW hat. Despite, as I'm told, being an Arizona State graduate, correct. you are a uh, fellow alumni of James Harden. Also correct. Cool. I have a weird... So, uh, and yet you are... Here we, here we are. With Go, the school that I went to. Which yes, one Mr. S- sitting there in an <laughs> Ole Miss sweatshirt. Uh, you <laughs> Did you enjoy your, your New Year's Six Bowl in there? I'm just a big fan of the Egg Bowl, big, all right? <laughs> big Lane Kiffin guy there, am I right? There's an ex-girlfriend story. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, Dylan and Josh, as UW fans. Josh, how are you guys going today? to reveal the UW sweater? I'm just feeling validated because on the way up the stairs... Um, I was like, I never put UW in the notes. How long until Aaron mentions <laughs> UW in the, in the, on the podcast? It was uh-huh. under 30 seconds. It was under 30 yeah. seconds. It was quick. Yeah. We're at a minute and a half Funny. now and we've been talking about it for 45 seconds. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> welcome to the, to the Washington Huskies dump. Uh, finally, a podcast will speak the truth about the university of Washington football team. Yeah, they're pretty good. Uh, they're good. Yeah. yeah. They're fine. Are they going to beat Michigan? Who knows? Have you seen Connor Stallions away. lately? <laughs> Uh, yeah. Was he at the Rose Bowl? <laughs> He's probably at, he was either at the Rose Bowl or he was scouting at the Tumwater and Appavine girls basketball game, one of the two. <laughs> Can I get some insight on who this is? Connor Stallions? You know the, the Michigan sign-stealing scandal? Oh, yeah. He's the guy that, like, um, he got show, fired and yeah. CV stealer. Yeah, he was okay. one of the guys. He, gotcha. like, showed up in person. You probably kind of, kind of the I, I, know, I know the story. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna pull this joke even further. Like I know the Central Two B League football is so good. You that's you probably saw him on the sidelines at an admin game or two. <laughs> what what if Maybe there was like a five years ago <laughs> a, a Connor Stallions level like scandal in the C two B L? Well, they can't somebody, because it's because it's illegal. You can just tape whatever you want. Well, and you can send coaches to. Yeah, like you that, can do that's both. the thing. The thing that Connor Scott has got caught there's for. There's no is, NCAA. Yeah, the like, well, so the NCAA, regulating it. The NCAA, NCAA has a, a, a rule that you're not allowed to send in-person scouts to other games. Whereas, like, coaches just go to games because it's totally like I saw it. Like, also, like, there's not a lot to do. No, <laughs> just, yeah. but like the playoff and the during the playoffs at Nino, like we were watching the Ani Kalama game, and I was in the end zone taking photos. And I turned around, I was like, "Oh, it's Josh Faye. What are you doing here?" It's yeah. like watching the game. I was like, "So, do I need to pretend you're not here?" <laughs> No, it's all above board. Like I don't understand why that's. It's not like these teams don't have each other's film, anyways. Yeah, it's yeah. So were you saying what would be the equivalent scandal? Yeah, like I don't know. Like we we have all kinds of transferring scandals, which the NCAA also has, um, and transfer the transfer rumor mill, which is always hilarious. Uh, But like, would there be a like a sign stealing scandal? I would say the equivalent to sign stealing would be um, what's the name of it. Like game plans being leaked or yeah. not game plan. Play calls. Yeah. Like if somebody were well, in the we, we would always set up like the first shouting, run it again <laughs> <laughs> after a penalty or something. <laughs> That's just a flex. And then score. Uh, <laughs> scouting reports. That's what it was. That was always stressed in the, in the football program when we received our scouting we had reports that. to keep them safe because at apparently the, uh, they've been leaked a couple times. Yeah, at the... Um, <laughs> It's just a, it's a like at a the, at the Swamp Cup this year. Uh, WFOS came out with a 
reverse pass, like a double pass trick play. Mm-hmm. And after the game, we said that they were pretty sure somebody had leaked it to Centralia. Yeah. Which was the, like the difference in that game. Centralia needed sure. a stolen game plan yeah. to stop them. Yeah. It would always just be a stop. packet of like plays to look for, uh, tendencies and stuff like that. And then what like we plan on running. So I guess it can be useful to other teams. I'd be interested if there's like the equivalent of an uh, NIL scandal. I mean, obviously it's above board now, but like uh, not probably not paying players but like i want to know if like any coaches like offered like temporary job like summer jobs on your farm if you can like (laughs) (laughs) score 20 a game you are gonna get exactly well like i I remember when i was working longview jordan said that he let um some of his players on rbi for for rural baseball uh they could pay their um their team costs by you know uh, bailing hay on his farm in the summer Uh between practices so i wonder if not worth it no, uh, bucking pay. hay. Yeah, I've uh, yeah, I've seen those kids. They'd hang around my field. Yeah. Um, <laughs> good stuff. Uh, <laughs> who, who gets helmet comms first, C2BL or the NCAA? <laughs> <laughs> the I like the idea of the C2BL coach stealing a game plan or like the scouting tendencies or something. Guys, I know like, what Maz is gonna do now. <laughs> it's like he's gonna <laughs> run <laughs> the ball. <laughs> Like and then he's gonna do it again, and he's gonna tell you he's doing it again. So hey, he steals hey. a scouting report, and all it says is "Cat Lamb, a tough place to play." <laughs> <laughs> like, damn it! Hey, man, you never know. Uh, we changed our offense probably four times in my COVID year. It, 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 it all depends, and it worked so well. Yeah, no, it, that's a good it thing. Was great. It was you, great. Like, it's. Yeah, I remember like, um, what was it? Mike Leach had the one where he like intentionally dropped the game plan. Was it at yeah. Arizona or something? And so somebody picked it up on the 50 yard line. It was like, yeah. we have it. And then it was it, the, like I think it was like the first three plays of the game. Yeah, exactly. Down. And it's like Maz does that and you pick it up and it's like the first, the cover page is a huge, like obviously like on Alaska logo and it's like loggers game plan, November 1st, whatever. Turn the page and the next page is just the, the meme of Jimmy Lake with his cap that says run the damn ball. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say it's like a, like four slant or something like that. Just, <laughs> just like comically not on Alaska. <laughs> Uh, good banter, guys. Good banter. Yes. Uh, it's New stuff. Year's. It is also time for midterms. Are we are really at the halfway of the basketball season? Yeah. Jesus. You're old. Ah, uh, yeah. You're a month older. Than, you're a month older than you were a month ago, and it, it went fast. Yeah, it hit me hard. Um, too much celebrating. Um, with the heart of the league season beginning this week, it's time to review what we've seen and make some predictions for the rest of the year or season. Uh, we'll start with boys basketball and we'll name some first half MVPs. Uh, these are like area wide. I'm assuming. Yeah. 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 Okay. I see what you're doing there. Uh, a few nominees. First up, James gross from Napa vine. Safe bet. Scores a lot of points. Scores a lot of points. Dog. Uh, has he lost a step from last year? No. <laughs> gained, gained a few steps. I'd say. I'd say, I think, I don't have his exact stats, but I think he's he's definitely hit 30 more than he's been held under 20, and that's generally where you want out of him. All right. Um, um, we've also got Noah Scow from Tonino. Say it again, Cody. Dog. Is Noah Scow also a dog? Yeah. He just hit yeah. 1,000 points. Uh, is he a junior? Yes. That's pretty good. And he's him and Ganya have kind of been Tonino's one-two punch. They're both, I mean, Scow more so, but Scow put up 30-something and then... 12 to 15 boards every night. It seems it's just he's the reason they are where they are right now. Where, where are they right now? Believe I want to say like seven and four ish. They just uh, lost a nap vine when we went down there. They, to the they played Center. well, um, but scout God, you can only do so much. Yeah. But, uh, we've also got Tyler Clatouche from WF West scoring. Didn't he just score 37, 38 the other day? Yeah, he hit 
13 threes, I think, in two games in in Yakima. Mm-hmm. Um, how did they? What? How did they do in Yakima? They went two and zero. They beat. That's good. They beat Ellensburg and they beat Prosser, who was a semifinalist last year. So not bad. Pretty not good. bad at all. Uh, any other nominees for a first half MVP? Uh, oh, the only one I, other one I throw out there is Zach Munoz out of Mossy Rock. Okay, who is. Kind of that. I mean, all of these guys, maybe not Clatouche so much, are really just the pure. Actually, no, Clatouche too. Like, just pull up, drive, spot up, kind of create their own shot guys. And mm-hmm. Munoz is that guy from Osirak, and yeah, he's one of those. Especially playing at the one B level, like most of his games, he's just he looks like a. He's a yeah. He's a bigger kid. He's a bigger kid. Big and he's guard. Like, you look at him and you're like, that's a one A two A player playing one B. And yeah, yeah. Um. All right. Uh, who's your guys' pick for first half MVP? Someone on that side of the table go first. Got to be James Gross. Why? Mm-hmm. To be like, bias out of our boy Cody. <laughs> no, he's just. Whatever. I would go. I would go Scout. Honestly, I've seen him a few times, and he just takes over game. I guess Gross does the same, but well, yeah, I've I've covered, I've shot a lot of basketball games this year for Navvine, and like I have this problem where all my photos of are of James Gross because he's the one hitting every shot. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, and he's got the ball in his hands a lot. Yeah, um, yeah, Gross he already good. owns all of the records. <laughs> I want to say yeah. the the Brewster game over the break. He got hot early, and I kind of went out at half and kind of looked at the scoring records, and I think he ended up finishing with like 38 or 39, but there was a bit in that game where I was like, oh, 40 is definitely not out of the question. And Yeah, and then I went to Navabine the next day when they played Mapton, and he scored two in the first quarter, and I was like, oh, so the story is going to be about the balanced scoring, and then he finished with like 30 because he scored you know, 17 in the second and 15 in the third. He's got their single game record. Yeah, he's he? got he their single game. Se- Forty single game season and career. Forty five against Will Pavalli. I was at that game. Yeah, yeah single season fair. and the career. That's all right, only going up. Yeah, yeah. James Gross probably a safe pick, and I would imagine Netflix going to have a nice little postseason run. Um, look like a pretty good team. Moving on to the before we move on to the girls' side, uh, Cody, you were mentioning shooting games. Anything you want to tell us about what about you know about you and photography? In general, uh, I think what Aaron is trying to get me to say here is <laughs> I am now the Chronicle <laughs> photographer full time instead, uh, instead of sports it, clerk. <laughs> Our boy got a job. <laughs> Breaking news! You <laughs> trilled it out there like Thanos, like I am inevitable. <laughs> About what? Uh, yeah, Cody. This is, is why he's a photographer, not still- a reporter. He's burying the lead here. <laughs> Do we still have the Thanos button on there? Uh, no, instead we have so hot right now. Replaced it. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, congrats, Cody. He's been, Thank uh, you. promoted from part-time sports clerk to full-time photographer. Yeah. I guess, Working. uh, we got two photographers now, so I'm kind of the evening shift photographer uh, after class. The, yeah. Local the guy. second photographer has not yet posted part two of her Twitter announcement, so we can't say where she's coming from or anything. Um, where she's coming from. Uh, Schwartz told me she lives in Michigan. Don't shh. Oh, was that? Oh, was that confidential? It's a, no, it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> Shit, my bad. There is. We'll cut yeah. that out. We'll, cut we'll get her on the podcast. <laughs> okay. The out, newspaper yeah. has hired a another photographer as well. Um, but yeah, Cody is uh, full time now. Congrats, Cody! Look Thank at you. you. Now you just got to learn Photoshop. Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, okay. Moving on. He'll do it when he has kids. Yeah, boomer. <laughs> 
<laughs> girls basketball, the first half MVP, a couple nominees. A lot of nominees. A lot. Uh, Julia Dalen from WFS for scoring a billion points this year. And also having a billion rebounds and half a billion blocks. Uh, yeah, she's what's WFS is what? like. They just lost two games because they played the best team in the state and the second best team in the state. Um, but beyond that, pretty good. Yeah, I think, I think they're, they're unbeaten other than those other than two. I think they're eight and two or seven and two or something like that. Dalen's posting, I mean, She's posting triple doubles with blocks. Yeah, like yeah. I think it was it was like 24 hours after a game when um, Karnofsky texted me and he's like, "Oh, by the way, Dylan had 34, 19, and 10 blocks." And I was like, "Oh, okay, Pretty like good. not bad. <laughs> That'll work." And like they were in Yakima, so they played Allensburg. They um they lost to Allensburg. I think it was 49 to 36, which is the closest game that Allensburg has played against a two A team in like three years. Um, <laughs> and then. Then they lost a uh, a four a four a school uh, I also by a lot. Can't but remember who, but I think they scored like eighty points in two days, and I think she scored sixty of them. Pretty good, pretty good. All right, uh, and then we have two nominees from Napa Vine. You can go Hayden Cout, or you can go Kira O'Neill. I mean, their thing is they're so balanced. Yeah, Josh and I were kind of talking about before. It's kind of like adding a volleyball where everybody's really good, and there's not. Not really one that sticks out, but that's more of a compliment to them as a unit than it is a negative on. Yeah, anyone. I've seen I've seen games where O'Neill gets twenty. I've seen games where O'Neill gets three and five and blocks. Taylor and Va- Evander yeah. hits three threes. Exactly. Couch's yeah. been the pure scorer there. When I saw them play Mapton, she kind of was a little bit more. But yeah, they're so balanced. It's it's not like it's not a bad thing about their team. It makes it harder when you're getting to the end of the year and trying to do end of year awards. And it's like, we have to pick one or two Napa Vine people. And there are so many who are just all putting up those kind of evenly good numbers. Yeah. And that's like, that's kind of a Napa Vine girls basketball. Historic oh, it's exactly. It's like um, our last year. Yeah. And like shoots, his teams always did that. His first stint coaching there back in I think 2002 to 2012, maybe. Um, yeah, I know. A long time ago, Cody. Cody's like looking at a clock. Uh, but they would always have, they would just have balanced teams like that. And they would either wind up with like three or four all league second team players or like a league MVP that averaged nine points a game. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, they've, they've always been like that. It's, I think it's part of shoots system. Um, I think that's but yeah. the best defensive team I've seen too. Yeah. yeah. They're just so stout and they allow three or fewer points in a quarter. It seems like once a night. All right, uh, another nominee, Angelica Askey from Rainier. Baller. Can, can I call a girls basketball player dog? Yes. Yeah. Dog. <laughs> yeah. Um, just an absolute baller on the on the perimeter for them. She probably, I'd go out on a limb and say she has the best handles in the area. Um, I'd agree with that based on what I've seen. There are times, like, the, the thing that's made Rainier so good is it's not just her because they have Bryn Beckman and Brooklyn Swenson on the perimeter. And between those three, they can basically create anything and piece apart any defense. And there are also times where it's like the good teams have it, where basically, you know, the other team scores and uh, Askey gets the ball, takes it past half court and looks at Brandon Igerbrod and he basically just says, go get a bucket. And she does because she's got those moves. And when it comes to that, when it comes to just get the ball at half court and get two points, I think she's the best in the league at that. All right, another nominee, Carson Freeman from Adna. Are you surprised? Uh, no, just isn't Freeman like a Valley player? Uh, Raymond player. Raymond. <laughs> oh. The Harbor. Mm. 
All right, go uh, on. She's the best. I mean, in terms of numbers, she's the best pure scorer in the in the area outside of Dalen, I guess. Um, she's slotted into that team and taken over their top spot and can also score. Uh, how is Adna looking this year? Very good. They went up to Mount Vernon for that holiday tournament, and I believe they went 3-0. and They beat Nia Bay close. Then they beat someone else. Oh, they played Mossy Rock first. They they went all the way to to Bellingham to play Mossy Rock, and then they played Nia Bay, and then they beat Cross Point by like forty. And the Nia Bay game was close, but they're 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 doing very well. Okay. Um. Anybody else we haven't mentioned that you guys think is worthy of a uh, discussion at this point? Yep. Okay. Couple Seeing black, none. Couple Black Hills players we'll get to in the newcomer area, but yeah. All right. Uh, who is your guys' first half MVP? Dalen. I mean, I'll I'll t- I'll take it. Right. <laughs> like. Yeah. I mean, I guess if you were just like drafting a player to start your team with in She's Lewis winning. County right now, yeah. you'd probably go Julia yeah. Dalen. Either Dalen or the Napavine starting five. <laughs> you can't. That's not a draft. All of that. <laughs> that's what the discussion sounded like to me. So I'd probably go. I I would throw in the two. Sense for ASCII just on the grounds of like the only thing with Dalen's game is that she needs somebody get, to get the ball to her. Once she gets the ball, she's deadly and you're not stopping it. But I mean, that's how teams have beaten WF West is they press and make sure that they don't get the ball into the post. One, one last thing on ASCII too. I was talking to Brandon after one of the games and she scored like 28 of the teams, like 50 points. And he was like, yeah, you know, obviously you don't want to rely on her, but Come on, when it's she's, nice. When she's doing that, like, I'm not going to take the ball out of her hands. Like, that's 2B sports, man. You rely on two or three people. Yeah. Uh, who'd you guys pick for C2BL MVP? Now? Yeah. Her. Asky? Her, her, her Freeman. Yeah. Again, I don't, I don't know if you can get an, an MVP out of Navavine because they're just, they're just too balanced. Yeah, you would like. I, I mean, mean, they I, did. They had one last year, though, right? They did. Well, they had a co MVP, but Dakota Hamilton was always leading. In that. I feel like she was pretty much. Was always, it Morgan Hamilton? Last Morgan year. Hamilton, not Dakota. You're right. You're right. Um, and the only thing I dislike more than when you have co MVPs are when you have co MVPs from the same team, and like. Oh yeah, like, that's just, well, don't Cody's that. I were gonna have five. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> would it still be co MVP with five of them, or is there a different term for that? Quinta MVP. Yeah, that's terrible. He's just the Time Oof. Magazine person of the year is you. <laughs> Put it on um, your resume. Another thing, Cody has no idea what, what I'm talking about. Uh, boys Newcomer of the Year for the first half of the basketball <laughs> season. <laughs> Our nominees, Trevin Salmi from Adna, who is... 14. Four, four, is, that, is he a freshman? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, like, who is, who is the new Salmi? The new Salmi. Every time a Salmi child gets injured, uh, another one springs on. just <laughs> reaches behind the bench and plucks another one, inserts him into the starting lineup. Uh, James Morgan from Black Hills, or James Morgan sounds like a finance firm, or Grady Westland from WF West. Thoughts? I've seen Westland in person the most, and he just has kind of been a really dominant force inside. He doesn't always put up points. Um, just because 35 rebounds in Yakima. Yeah, but he's the <laughs> guy good. on the glass and he just gives them a just a 
flavor is not the right word. Just some physicality, a sense of physicality. I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> a little grit? Yes, like. thank you. I was trying to say a something, an ounce of physicality. I don't know what I'm talking about. A splash. <laughs> a splash. Literally anything other than flavor. But I think a the point is. A of grit. A little, yeah, a little toughness. A I little felt the clock ticking Maybe. on how long that silence Maybe was. Maybe your thought panic. process on that was taste. Like a taste of physicality. Yeah, I don't know what my thought process was. <laughs> on is that. It? It's like Rothstein on Twitter that always has the one-liners about every, you know, Will Wade's like the is the epitome of brutality. Yeah. You know, Grady Westland is the whisper of physicality. The flavor of WF West basketball. <laughs> Oh, hashtag it. Okay. It's the aroma that they've needed. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <he's laughs> um, yeah. I mean, Salmi comes at Trevin Salmi. Yeah. The whole thing with Adna is they were supposed to have one of the best scorers in the C2BL. And then he gets hurt before the season. And Luke Salmi is like, oh, don't worry. We've got Braden Salmi at home. And Braden Salmi at home is a 14, Quite literally at home. <laughs> a 14 year old kid who's hitting seven three pointers a game pretty much. He just rolls in. He's like, how do you do, fellow seniors? And starts shooting. He's probably the best shooter, like statistically. Like he has, he's not putting up James Gross like totals, but in terms of field goal percentage, he has to be shooting better than anybody, at least from long range. Like, it's insane. He's going seven for 10 on a daily basis, pretty much. It's almost uh, like he hangs out in a gym all the time and has for the last 10 years. Yeah, that was one of the things I was talking to Salmi about uh, a game a while back was their loss to Rainier, and he said pretty much the main reason was they were able to stop Trevin, and he was working on his best way to find a way around that and hoping other teams wouldn't figure that out. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, as long as their scouting reports don't get leaked, mm-hmm, exactly. it should be okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's your pick? I kind of like Salmi just because yeah. it's uh, yeah, the narrative is good. Yeah, and Morgan out of Black Hills has been like another solid. He's like Westland. He's a solid option, kind of new to varsity. He's a freshman. Westland's a sophomore, I think, or a junior. I think he's a junior. Um, just kind of new. I mean, obviously, um, WF West had its plan kind of figured out the past couple of years in the post, but so he's kind of come into that, but. Morgan was another one. Morgan, I mean, because Trevin saw me was is very much kind of like the contingency plan, whereas Morgan was like talking to uh, Jeff Gallagher before the season. It was like, I watched him during summer ball, and it was like, who is this guy? And he's like, oh, yeah, we've known he's been the next one since he was like in seventh grade. <laughs> uh, all right, and then on the girls' side, uh, most impressive newcomer of the first half, our nominees, Carson Freeman from ADNA. Is it a newcomer? Is she a she newcomer? First, I mean, a transfer to pick up to the yeah. area. Yeah. It's like, like, it's like, like Katie new... joining the Warriors. Like, yeah, it's yeah, like exactly. new, to, new to you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, kind of situation. <laughs> um, Ashley Harris slash Tyler Venable from WF West, or from Black Hills, excuse me, and then Dylan Beck from WF West. Uh, discuss. Well, yeah, so the difference is, so yeah, for, for the girls' newcomers, Freeman's a junior, I think, or sophomore. She's not a freshman because mm-hmm. obviously she was good at Raymond. And then Black Hills, Ashley Harris and Tyler Venable are two seniors who are back on the basketball team and they didn't play last year. So that, yes, they are newcomers. I want to say Venable's a freshman. Oh, is Venable's is freshman? There a, is there a sibling that we're thinking of? Maybe. Go for it. Either way, they check. were not on the team last year. It's very different yeah. circumstances, but Venable's been leading them in scoring pretty Venable's much. Venable's super impressive, just can score from almost anywhere. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm going to double check just to make sure. Um, that I have this right. I thought I remember that they also they had a second senior other than Harris who was new. But and then Ashley Harris was yeah, you met, incredibly enough the best volleyball player in the Evco is also pretty pretty decent. Yeah, Venable's a freshman. Venable's a freshman. Okay, so she's 
pure newcomer. So yeah, you got a, a new freshman and a new senior who are turning what was a, I think they finished third to last or second to last last year into the FGO into a, a real contender. Yeah. And I know we're talking individuals here, but Black Hills, like as a team, I'll just kind of note, they kind of went toe to toe with WF West for a bit. They didn't get wiped off the floor like a lot of teams have against, you know, Dalen and them. Um, I want to say they only lost by 10 to 15. That was a while back, but. And then Dylan Beck is an also, a, also a freshman for WF West. And I mean, she's sharing the floor with Julia Dalen, so she's not going to put up huge numbers, but any like, WF West needs somebody else to put up 10 points a game other than Julia Dalen. And we kind of came in assuming that, it, I mean, Lena Fragner's back, Carly Deskins is back from injury. Um, Grace Simpson stepped up at the end of last year. And no, it's freshman who's mm-hmm. coming in. And I think she scored 15 in her first yeah. game and 13 after that and has been really consistent for him in there. That's what Karnofsky was talking about before the season. He's like, we're going to kind of figure out what we have with these freshmen. And not quite at Beck's level, but Joy Cushman is also kind of, kind of giving them a spark as well, coming in and just being another option when needed. All right. This podcast brought to you by Gobel Septic. Boomer shits. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, Cody, thoughts? Gobel Septic? Oh, what did I say earlier? <laughs> I, I, it was pretty good. Uh, septic service and portable sanitation provided for Thurston, Lewis, Mason, Callitz, and Grace Harbor counties. Global Septic provides septic pumping, inspection, and riser installation, commercial septic pumping, grease trap services, porta potty rentals, and of course, you can also get a sink to go along with that porta potty. If you, so you almost shit the bed and let your let Texas go sixty nine yards in forty five <laughs> seconds and barely manage to avoid it, and now you have to shit somewhere else. If you want to wash your hands of a bad take, get a portable. Sink for your yard or your office. Uh, visit Gobel Septic. That's G-O-E-B-E-L septic.com. Or give them a call at 360-736-2167. We've got some extra room in this podcast studio since you got rid of Cody's table. We could fit a portable sink in here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we could. Dylan did not jump through it. It's just holding random miscellaneous shit now. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's not random shit. We've got some... Okay. Some a lot of glasses and uh, it all, a trophy, It all has a reason, right? Some some some, some, some An hourglass? For old man Transalta, right? Yeah, old man Transalta sent us that hourglass full of coal. Uh, <laughs> there's a trophy that says best podcast, I think. We got to get the, uh, the sports stuff. Yeah, we, we got a trophy too, and it's not up here. Yeah, you should bring it up. For best sports podcast in Lewis County? Yeah. Hell yeah. Somebody sent us that. Um, Pretty sure Isabel made it for us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's talk about team awards of the midseason. Uh, who or what has been surprising thus far to you guys? All right. Well, I might have skimmed over this when I was reading the podcast notes. Uh, Black Hills Girls, I kind of already mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been impressed with them just kind of being, seeming so far to take that leap up with Tumwater and WF West as kind of the class of the EVCO in 2A. Um, yeah. I'll be nine. interested to see. I mean, they're playing Tumwater this week, and last year those games were not interesting at all, and it was really... Yeah, um, I mean they that'll, were. That'll kind of be the test. They were not close, and yeah, I mean Tom Water's been having some issues, and I don't think second in the Evco is out of question for them if they keep playing like they have been. Is Tanana Boys like a surprise, or did I just not know they were going to be good? I think there's the jury's still out on them. I mean, the weird thing about the Evergreen is they didn't do any league games mm-hmm. yet in December. Oh. Okay. Yeah. So they haven't played any. They just abolished league games. So I was like, okay. <laughs> so, um, so they were good last year. But I mean, their entire team this year is juniors pretty much. Last year, they were all sophomores and pretty inexperienced. So it's pretty much all the same players. And it's kind of 
now the league's starting, it's like, can you win the games that matter? And that was kind of where they struggled last year was like when you hit the stretch run kind of down that last sprint, can you really like show up in the games that matter? And so we won't see that yet, but they've been looking pretty good. Mm -hmm. The Evergreen is not a strong league, so I don't think so. I think the only team find out if Tenena's got that dog. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to see them against Montesano. Yeah, that's, that seems to be kind of kind of similar to Black Hills girls in Tumwater. It's like there, that's the next step. Let's kind of the wait standard and see. Kinda. Yeah. yeah, I've been surprised. I mean, I think the st- honestly the story in Lewis County, and it's not Lewis County. So sorry if we're sorry for talking about another Thurston County team here, Aaron, but and also close your ears, Cody. It's <laughs> uh, it's Rainier beating Adna in boys and girls basketball. I mean, Oh yeah. Rainier beat, first of all, Rainier beat Adna in volleyball in the state tournament. And then they followed up by Rainier girls dealt at it, beat Adna. It was the first time Adna had lost a home game since 2018. And then the Rainier boys the next week went out and beat Adna for the first time since I think it was 2005 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I was almost not alive. <laughs> well, it, and it, it, it's worth mentioning that, Rainier was a 1A school for, for much some of that, of that time. There was a, still like a 15-game losing streak, I think, because oh, wow. they've been playing twice a year since, what was it, 2015? Feels, feels like yesterday, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Back that, when uh, I was in high school still. Every year adding a volleyball game is still the best game I've covered since yeah. I've been here. That was um, crazy. And that, that Rainier adding a girls basketball game was also incredibly good, and they're going to be good. But, yeah, like I think going in, my I was expecting like last year for girls it was – Napa Vine and Adna and Rainier was very much like half step below them. And boys, Rainier was further down. But man, the yeah, Rainier's Rainier's here. Like that girls team is going to be doing things and I would expect them to run through everybody that's not Napa Vine or Adna, and then they've got to play Adna again and Napa Vine. And the boys team too, apparently. Like I don't think obviously Adna's a bit of a step below without Brian Salmian, but the Rainier boys are were kind of that Tenino team where they had the talent, they just couldn't put it together at the end of games when it mattered. And they've already started to do that. And they're definitely a step or two better. And it helps when you have more Meldrums than the other team because whoever has the more, most Meldrums usually has an advantage. Oh, uh, we should talk about picking Salmis out of thin yeah. air. <laughs> we, should, we should clarify that the Meldrums are indeed triplets. They are indeed yes. triplets. We learned that. They are two identical in uh, one. Shout not. out to Garrett Spivey. Messaging us. Yeah, you knew that? He wasn't on the podcast. Oh, he was gone that day. (laughs) Could have told us. (laughs) Asshole. (laughs) Should be common knowledge. Uh, This podcast. Do you think... What? Do you you think they enjoyed the Sesame Street? One of these things is not like the other? Probably. Yeah, I'm sure they did. Too young for that, bro. I don't know what you're talking about. Can we get that on a hot button? I just want to hear stories of, like, the Meldrum... Triplets getting into shenanigans, like, like watching veg- Veggie Tales, like the, <laughs> like the Three Stooges. Yeah, like yeah. cons the they've the pulled, or but yeah, no, they've been they've been really good. Obviously, Napa Vine is doing Napa Vine things in both things. It's like the it's the fact that going into January, both the boy we mentioned this last time, both boys and girls in CTBL undefeated teams are Napa Vine, who everybody expected, and Rainier, who I don't think anybody expected. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, this podcast brought to you by Elam's Home Furnishings and Mattress Gallery. Um, Cody, how are things in the bedroom? People slept on you as a photographer and now you're a full timer. <laughs> how are things looking in your bedroom? Do you need furniture? No. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I need, I need, I need sleep on a cloud <laughs> of your own success? What are we talking about here? 
I just, I just, I just second, need a new table you now. Just bought you, a big you're using my <laughs> random stuff. Tell me about the biggest futon you've ever seen to that, sleep on. That first full timer <laughs> check hit hard. <laughs> well, if you need a bed, maybe a youth bed, bed accessories, bedroom accents and storage, a bench. You gonna throw a bench at the end of your bed, big guy? You're a full timer. Is that bench downstairs really, by Mitchell's office? Yeah, I really yeah, wanted yeah. to win that bench at the Christmas party <laughs> giveaway. <laughs> uh, looks, like, looks like something straight out of shop class. <laughs> that was not that was not from Elam's home furnishing. <laughs> I don't think. No, they know how to stain their yeah. wood. Elam's exactly. would be uh, it would be the nicest bench you've ever seen. I'm sure. From I, you, Mr. Elam, you better believe it. Set it right at the end of your bed. You know, prop your shoes up. Your your night shoes up there. <laughs> Visit now that made you sound old. <laughs> <laughs> no one under 30's got nice shoes, dude. I'm a slippers guy, right? Elam's Home Furnishings and Sleep Center is locally owned, family owned, and here to stay. Visit them at 1530 South Gold Street in Centralia. And you know what? You know. Maybe just take your night shoes with you. Look, I Put like my Marcus in the as door. much as the next guy. I've never called him night shoes. <laughs> Visit elamshf.com to learn more. Uh, gambling on high school sports is illegal. However, <laughs> we're going to make some hypothetical bets. Uh, my favorite part of the podcast. Who's winning the CTBL? If you guys had money to spend... At my totally fake and not real sports book. Which Cody now does. Which Cody <laughs> does. Yeah. He, he, he didn't spend it all on bedroom furnishings somehow. <laughs> and night shoes. Um, <laughs> do, you, do you guys think I was just like living on the street before I got this photography <laughs> job? Like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Chad, um, Chad Taylor saved my life. <laughs> uh <laughs> Yeah, Chad's going to run one of those like uh, the ASPCA commercials with <laughs> you moving into the office. <laughs> um, who's winning the CTBL? We'll start with the boys' side first. Who's the odds-on favorite, and what do you put the odds at? Um, oh, who's winning the CTBL, Napavine? Boys, Napavine. Uh, what, like 2-1, to 3-1? to one? Yeah. I th- Plus minus 500? Money. Yeah, I'm not good with the odds. I think... Honestly, I don't think it'd quite be minus, but yeah, I mean, with, with I don't even know how all the numbers work. <laughs> yeah, so. exactly. uh, stats king over here. They don't teach stats. You're not allowed to bet on co- in college. Whatever. Um, with the boys, at least, I think you look at the rest of the league. It's not quite Napavine versus the field. It's not. That's not a thing about the rest of the C2BL. I just think that Napavine is the team that gets the most consistency, especially with Adna kind of struggling or Adna not having all its weapons. Um, the odds that Napavine can now—I don't think there's anybody else that can navigate the the league season as well as Napavine, nearly as well. Napavine's also once extremely get, experienced. Exactly, like they've got all their starters back. Like right? once it comes down to that, and we'll get into this afterwards. Once it gets to districts and it's a game. Then I think everything's up in the air. But really, you're saying, like, who's going to lose fewer games in the next month than Napavine? And I don't think anybody else is. All right. Um, on the girls' side, Napavine, the, the favorite on the boys' side. Is, do you think it's Napavine, Rainier, and everybody else? No. Like, who else is good outside of Napavine? Well. I think it's Napavine, and then under that is Rainier, Adno, and then... 
under that is Tootle, Toledo, Wakayakum. Tootle still got a Swanson out there. Exactly. That's like, yeah. mm. but they're not going to win league. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't think. No. Like they're going to lose. But they could, they're, they're like, oh, they could make some noise team. Exactly. All right. Uh, girl side, Napa Vine, Rainier, Adna. You guys go first. Yeah, that's the three. I oh, make a pick, you coward. <laughs> oh, <laughs> give, us, give us a take. I'd go Navavine just from what I've seen. What a take. Okay. <laughs> I'm really going out on a limb here. From what I've seen, they're the best team in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd love to see them in Rainier matchup. I know Rainier's already topped Adna. That rematch is going to be a lot of fun, um, but it's kind of the same. I don't want to beat the same drum as what Josh just kind of mentioned with the boys, but from what I've seen, I trust that the most in terms of needing consistency and just not losing as many games as anybody else. All right, uh, Cody. Are we still good? I see you poking around there. We're still yeah, don't worry about it. Okay. Uh, yeah, I really don't know. <laughs> Talking to the mic, So have the, have the, out of the three of them, the only people that have played are Adna and Rainier, right? Yeah. So I'm going to have to go with Rainier, like a true stats major, because mm-hmm. they're the only one with a victory of the three against themselves so interesting take yeah all right i like that yeah uh and josh now for the correct take i still think it's rainier really yeah rainier over napa boom i think yeah i think the th- again we talk about it's it, the thing that napa is so good at with their they they are the best defensive team and the thing they're so good at is pressing and getting the ball out of the star's hands Mm-hmm. And that's really how you win at the 2B level because almost everybody has the one person that you want dribbling the ball. And if you get them out of their hands, Napoline is great at making sure they don't get the ball back to their hands. And Rainier has three of those. And that's a lot harder to stop. Um, and yeah, they ha- you ha- when you have that many people who can really handle the ball, I think I think that puts Rainier in a really good spot. Um, Adam is not going anywhere either. Like they're also yeah. really good. They also and have several good ball handlers. They're probably they have they that's that too, and they have the combination. They also had the experience of going to state last year, and yeah. So I think we talked about like storylines. Like might be might be district four years here. We could see. It could be. Uh, we're Stats starting. Don't lie. Uh, Napoline coach Shane shoots Rainier guy. People forget that. Um, Napoline coach Josh Fay at the guy. Oh uh-huh, yeah, true. Oh, we and the coach Chris Spanish. Where's Valley, Valley guy? Valley, Valley guy. guy. Yeah, I think Cody so. knows. Yep. Uh, so let's see. Same with Salmi. Brandon yep. Igabrod came from somewhere. Uh, there's the thing about Valley guys winding up in Adna. Yep. Weird how that works. We Cody. We seem that uh, Valley guys wind up in Adna. Adna guys wind up in Napavine. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know where Napavine guys wind up. Uh, who's winning the Evco? Start on the boys' side. I have no idea. Probably WF West. He said That's very little confidence. It's do, probably, do you want to speak th- into the mic when you say that? <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, that was. It, it, it's probably. I'd. I'd probably. For the, wait, for are we talking boys? Yeah. I'd probably still say Tumwater for like. It's not the same reason because like as Napavine because they have no experience. Like that's like last year it was. Tumwater and WF West had all of the experience coming back. And this year, they, Tumwater has no experience. They're also Tumwater, and they have that depth. Like, they're kind of running those games where they're going to play 15 people, and 10 of them are going to score, and it's going to be very balanced. And if Josh Wilson kind of... It very much, looking at their box scores, you get the feeling that 
they're still kind of figuring out who their best five is. Like they have, they've had at least five different people lead them in scoring this year. And it's kind of like if they can figure out a seven man or eight man rotation, then I think they'll be good. But so it's January and you haven't settled on anything yet. And that's not optimal. Whereas yeah, WFS has a little bit more, I think set in stone. It's just like, how good can they be? I've got WF West. All right. Something uh, going to say Centralia? Yeah, we can dream. Hey, that, that Centralia game I went to was fun, man. That's yeah? A, that's a fun team. Evco <laughs> uh, Girls, who is the, the pick there? Just going WF West? WF West yeah. with a lot more confidence. Yes. And fair. into the microphone. WF West has the tallest girl, and therefore, <laughs> <laughs> they're the best. <laughs> Um, I mean, they, you know, you can I, do worse as far as picking a champion goes. Yeah. Um, I think the thing more, the bolder thing there is I think Black Hills could be Tumwater. And okay. That's it. Yeah. Book it for a state bid. All right. Uh, let's see who's down in the standings now and going to go on a run. This question presupposes that we have a good look at league standings. Do we have a good look at any league standings? Not. Not really. I mean, really? this is when I wrote this question out. This is we could call this the Tootle Lake Award because mm-hmm. it's, it's probably Tootle Lake because <laughs> every year it seems to be for the past you know six years or ten years it's they're kind of in the middle and then Zach Swanson goes on a run and yeah for the past six years yeah yeah well he's been playing varsity ball since 2015 yeah exactly <laughs> people forget that um this is kind of the the difference between again, you're like Napavine boys confident that they are going to do the best in the month versus like come that first week in February, who don't you want to play? And usually that team is Tudor Lake. Yeah. Um, I think Toledo could get some, could, could really get it going there on the boys side. Cause that was a team that was, it brings a lot back, brings a fair bit back. And Cooper Fallon is turning into a, I mean, he's probably, I think he's the tallest person, in the, the tallest guy in the C- C2BL or one of them. And as is he really, how big is he? It's like six, four, six, five. It's, it's a small league this year. <laughs> Tudor Lake at the end of the season is like the Steelers at the end of the season with Mike Tomlin's record on the line. Exactly. It's like, we're going to go 500. We're going to yeah, do it. Unstoppable. Um, but I, yeah, I mean, Toledo beat Adna last year down the stretch. They could, they could go on a run. At the beginning of the season, I was going to say Rainier, but they're not, they're not surprising anybody anymore. Yeah. Toledo and Tudor Lake played a hell of a game a couple weeks back, and Swanson ended up drilling a three with like seven seconds left. Yeah, um, yeah. so I, those two are kind of yeah. And I guess the the real answer, the other answer, to this is it's Adna. <laughs> like Adna's entire game is can they play you know six hundred ball until Braden Salmi comes back? They're doing a, a Jets Aaron Rodgers situation. <laughs> like we just got to stay above just stay alive. It was like, maybe he'll come back. It was that year what was it with the in the NHL when the Lightning had the be- had Nikita Kucherov on injured reserve for the entire season, and then the playoffs came around and they got him back. And it's like they were the best team in the NHL, and then they got the best player in the NHL back for the playoffs. Um, yes, everybody that listens to this podcast is a huge hockey fan and will understand. Wow. <laughs> you should pay attention. What's the name sports? of that list? The uh, NT. I don't know. <laughs> what, what list? Teams abuse it. It's basically a way around the salary cap in the regular season. Uh, oh yeah, uh, Dylan but, gets what we're going for. Anyways. All right. Next question: <laughs> Is there a future state champion in District Four? And I want you guys to address this one before we get into the next sub uh, bullet point on this one. Well, after um, 
Do we have a future state champion in District 4? After their game at the Moda Center, Tadinino's head coach told Dylan that Napavine could go win a 2B state, state title. Yeah. And I can't say I disagree with that. They look yeah. really good it's every time I've seen them. Boys they beat, who'd they beat on their uh, Mapton and Brewster? Mapton and Brewster. So that was the thing was that, so Brewster and Mapton both came over and they played Rainier one day and then Rainier and Napavine and then they flipped. Um, the Brewster boys beat Rainier, but Napavine beat Brewster, right? Mm-hmm. And you watched Brewster, both of them. Were they a championship team They last were the runner-up last year. They, they lost to Davenport. Yeah. They graduated their main guy, but they brought his brother back. And how did they it's look? One of, the, one of the Gebbers kids? Yeah, they, they lost Colson Gebber, and they still have Court Gebber. Yeah, they, so looked, Gebbers. Gebbers. they looked really good. That game against Napavine was just high level. Both teams getting the 80s, but there was also some good defense mixed in. Um, really physical. I mean, they just... So there was multiple times in both games, Rainier and Navvine, where it seemed like their best, their most efficient scoring method was they get two at the line, they make the first, and then somehow they always get offensive rebounds. Like those 50-50 balls, I think it was Schaefer, he just said, like, those turn into 80-20s. Like they're getting offensive rebounds on free throws, and they're getting second, third, fourth chances. They're getting back to the line three times in a 10-second span just because they're so physical and they could just out-muscle everybody. Um, so they're certainly a team that the fact that Napavine beat them, I think is a great indicator of their ceiling. Yeah, and then the flip side of that, um, the girls' teams played, and both Napavine and Rainier went 2-0 and against Mapton and Brewster. And, I mean, Matt Evans just came out with his first rankings of the new year. And oh? I think Rainier... I don't remember the order, but Rainier, Napvine, Adno are three of the top four. So it's like, I don't know if you remember last year, you might remember too, Cody. Like last year in December, Napvine and Adno went to, I think they went to Davenport and they played Davenport and Brewster and got hammered by like 50 combined points. Yeah. And Davenport and Brewster went on to play in the 2B state title game. Like they were both very good. I don't know if Mapton is quite that level, but the Brewster boys apparently are still pretty good. Um, if that's the East-West benchmark, Westside comes out looking a lot better this year than they did last year, and I'm, I think it's a combo of maybe the rising level in the West and maybe not quite as good. You don't have a Tennessee rainwater in the East, but yeah. Eastside took the football crown, got to take it back in basketball. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean... Basketball has always been that Shane Schutz was saying, like, you know, some people don't respect us. And I was like, I had to, like, pump the brakes on, like, the Napavine <laughs> guy being like, they don't get enough respect. But a little fair. Like, I mean, the West. Kirby Smart telling us, guys, they thought you were going to go six and six. Exactly. <laughs> well, it was like, we looked it up last year. Last Central 2B League girls basketball champion was Mossy Rock, right? 2007. Yeah. <laughs> and the last boys would have been Morton in 2015. One way past 20. 13, 14, and 14, 15? Been a bit. Wait, no, didn't Toledo win one? No, Toledo won Toledo a 1A. Toledo won 1A. And that was 2012 or 13. Okay, so it's been a bit. Um, I think, I th- yeah. I would say I would be more willing to bet money on the girls just because I think this week proves there's a little less out east, whereas there's there's just always so many good teams, the east side boys. Um, you got to get past Colfax and the girls. That's always a thing, but they've lost a couple of their main girls been dealing with some injuries. I think there's a good chance. I don't think uh, there's any Eastside teams this year with just a 
random freak like Tennessee Rainwater. On the boy side, no. On the girl side, yeah. Random yes. freak? That's a hell of a thing. Well, I mean, like, <laughs> Jesus. Okay, that, that In was a complimentary rude, like, way. <laughs> it is yeah, absolutely like. a complimentary way, yeah. Uh, Morton White Pass finished fourth. And uh, last year. Last year. Had no girls? Uh, they beat Lake Roosevelt. Sorry, the and the girls finished fourth. And Morton White Pass was the only District 4 team. Yeah. Uh, the only West Side team to finish in the top six. Exactly. And the only reason, I mean, WFS girls, very good. They also just lost by 13 to a team that has won the past two state titles. Like, that's the only reason they're not. Yeah. They're kind of still footnotes a little bit, which is tough, but Allensburg is just so good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they are still pretty good. Are they still, they haven't lost a game this year, have they, no, since then? They have not lost since COVID. Is it up to 60-something 60 60, straight? 62, 63, probably. Yeah. Damn. When they beat WF West, I think it was 56, and that was a couple weeks ago. So, yeah. Who's, uh, is Reve coaching them? Yep, still Reve. Yeah. They don't have Olivia uh, Anderson's, but they have Jameson Philpott, I think is her name, and she's also very good. I think Brooke Reve is still there. Uh, wasn't Brock's, he was an assistant coach at Brock's younger sister? Oh, okay. The kids are named Brooke and Brock. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that, was that? I don't know. I can't remember how long ago Brock Reve was. Was that when you were sports editor? Uh, was it two? It wasn't two yes. Was Let's that, see. Was it was. It was. He was there. Was Alec. It was 2018. I'm pretty sure when they won, like the second or third one in a row. They the one game I remember was they smoked Adnan in the semifinals. Yeah, that sure was twenty eighteen when they got okay, third. Yeah, yeah. yeah that was yep, a game I, was I went. I was there covering games, and I like before the game. I had covered a game right before that, and I went back to the into the locker rooms to talk to somebody, and came back, and I was like, "Well, surely you know what? People are pumped up. It's going to be a close game." And I came back, and it was the first quarter, and it was like twenty five to two, and it was yeah, like, ah. Was, Terrible. Damn it. Yeah. And he was just like hitting threes and winking at Mark Few in the stands. <laughs> yeah. It was a thing. Oh, yeah. That's, I forgot about that. Um, is there. His Gonzaga career sure pinned out. Yeah, well, he's, where's, he's coaching somewhere now. I think he so. is. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Chad Kramer told me last year that he was an assistant coach for somebody they saw at state, I think. Um, Columbia Burbank. That sounds. Something like that. One of the, one of those schools that I didn't know where it was, but then it made sense. Yep. Uh, yeah, he's calling me a Burbank. Maybe now that we talked about him, Tarpit will sponsor us. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> uh, let's set an over-under on state placers. I need to think about this for a second. Um, on the boys' side... Oh, and the t- we're going full-on all classifications. Total? Teams we cover. Yeah. Is that is that the... So let's see. Two uh, A boys, I'd throw like, I don't like a point five. Yeah, I don't think anybody. Um, I think the entire district's down. I mean, Ari Long graduated all its people. Um, Mark Morris is down to one of its star players from last year. I don't know anything. I don't know what's going to happen in that district because I think both leagues are down a lot from where they were last year. Yeah. Um, over under total on state placers for teams we cover, which includes Rainier, Tumwater, and Black Hills. Yes, because we cover those teams. We do cover all those teams. <laughs> and, yeah, I'm just you know making sure it's not, we're not doing just a loose and game Rochester thing. and Rochester also a thing. Oakville. Um, Oakville. Uh, let's see. So if I were to go to the Vantau sports book that doesn't exist, uh-huh. put down like. 100 bucks on Napa Vine to win the state title. How much money would I win? Like $5? Uh, Napa Vine for a state title? Boys or girls? 
Pois. Um... Yay. 120. So I, I would put them as a plus 120. Sure. So that would be plus 120, right? Uh, would okay. you take that bet? No. Ah, well, all right then. <laughs> uh, over under estate placers for all of Chronicle teams, I would set the line at five and a half. That's fair. I'd say. I, I always like to throw an and a half in there. Yeah, you, you have fun. to. You, you have to. Have to yeah. for the make, make a decision. Like, I know that much. Yeah. We're talking boys and girls, five and a half. Boys and girls, yeah. Mm. Placers, top six. Yeah, it's six. In the state it's tournament. Not oh, okay. Not qualifiers, six. not, yeah. Wait, no, seven. Yeah, because no, five and a half. There's a seventh and eighth place game, right? There's, no, so there's the championship. Well, last, year, last year's was last it year's only was went to six. six. Oh, yeah, you're right. It's third, fifth, fourth, sixth. Yeah. yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> feel good about tonight like i think tonight old boys have a shot i may take the over on that one okay i think five is about right i think the the wild cards are going to be in the one b's i think we haven't really talked about the oakville boys last year they had a really good season and then kind of hit the wall they had some i mean they their just postseason setup was kind of whack they had to play two good uh, <laughs> Okay, but well, after that, <laughs> but they they got they had to run into the best team in the state in the regional round that kind of knocked them out. Um, if they can come back and be better, and they've looked okay, um, them or Mossy Rock, if they can place, then I might think they might go over. It's kind of a question of whether, like, getting. I feel like the 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 girls, the two B girls. It's like, can you get all three of Napa by Adna and Rainier placing, or are they going to have to play each other? Yeah, Somewhere well, and there. that kind of goes yeah. on the same thing on the yeah, boys' side. Exactly. Uh, they might knock each other out, and it might turn out that the rest of the east side is actually better than you know the Brewster mapped and deal we saw, which is usually true. Yeah. Um, I just remember District Four was really confident last year. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm sure the CTBL was very high on itself last year, and then things did not go great in Spokane. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it has it's been tough. a while. It's yeah. been a while since District 4 has won. Well, the C2BL, anyway, has won a uh, state title in basketball. What are you, are you looking up, Cody? What, do you see a fly? What's Josh going on? Josh is looking at the ceiling. Oh, yeah, like, a, uh, thing. So, Cody, you, said you took the over? Yeah, I think I'd take the over. Okay. I think I'll go under. I'd probably take the under, but I would be love to be proved or proven wrong. Yes. Yeah, yeah. All right. I'm confident. Uh, this podcast brought to you by AmeriCool Heating and Cooling. Cody, now that you're rich, you can afford air conditioning, correct? <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> to. It's his first day. There's a, lot of, things, there's a <laughs> lot of things. There's a lot of things on audio platform. There's a lot of things I can say that would be hilarious, but <laughs> I'm not going to. Uh, this is actually your first day. I keep forgetting that. Um, first day as a photographer full-time. Um... Uh, yeah. <laughs> Are we all? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Probably not. But. You're fine. Come um, back. <clears throat> uh, Cody said that when he gets done investing his millions. In <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I got on to, to Bitcoin early on, you know, <laughs> when I was like Bitcoin. six. <laughs> um, <laughs> Actually bought a house about 15 years ago. Yeah. Back in sitting the, on it for a while. 2008. Yeah. If you also can afford air conditioning and are having trouble with it. Visit our friends at AmeriCool 
heating and air conditioning at west.americoonline.com. Your comfort is their business. They offer full-service HVAC installation, services, and repair with a 100% satisfaction guarantee on everything they do. Just like us. Just like this podcast. Uh, you can give them a call if you're having emergency trouble at 360-948-2410. Uh, yeah. If you are either too hot or too cold, give our friends a call. That's it. The end. The end. Uh, good of games the <laughs> are the end of the ad. Good games are coming up this week, allegedly. Uh, Thursday, <laughs> Centralia <laughs> plays at WF West in the first installment of Swamp Cup Boys Basketball. How do we feel Ooh. about this? It's been a while. For no Centralia. penalty kicks in basketball. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> Aggregate excited. score. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> For the comments on the Instagram post. Oh yeah, oh yeah. How how is Instagram doing? Yeah, that's it was gaining like a solid hundred followers per week during football. Mm-hmm. It's kind of slowed down, but you I guess there's only a, there's only so many people that want to follow the Chronicle Sports. I guess you got to find a new slant, bro. Yeah, you got to keep pushing this podcast. I'm too, on there. I'm too busy. I'm taking photos all the time. <laughs> too busy cashing checks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> cashing checks, breaking necks. I don't know the last time Centralia beat WF West. Aaron might. But uh, where's the game at? It's at WF West. Oh, God, when was it? So all we know is that the light will suck. Uh, yeah. I, you know, Tommy Elder somewhere is listening to this, being very upset with you right now. Um, Get new lights, Tommy. Shout out Centralia College, who Got recently replaced, replaced their lights. Go Blazers. Yeah. Uh, when was the last time Centralia won? Probably like the Hodges-Bailey? I remember they played a... Days? There was a game. There was a close one when Cout was there. A couple ones, like, but, yeah. I mean, neither of the ones last year were close. And then uh, Tyler Klatouche and I'm trying to remember the other one. They posed for photos lying on top of the Centralia logo. Well, I mean, like, he's the Rochester guy. Like, yeah, that's just like, <laughs> come on. Uh, another good game Thursday. Hoquiam at Tanino. These teams just about got in a fight the last time they played. <laughs> yeah, they did. Sounds like fun. <laughs> uh, Hey, who you got in a fight? Hoke or Tonino? I mean, Ryan Robertson, uh, he's got that finger. He's got that point jab. God, he's, he's, he looks like a scrapper. He, yeah, I bet he they're does. tougher out in Tanino. Yeah. yeah those, right, they, they are. Those boys on I mean, the coast out there. I mean, Hoquiam won that game last year. Like, like, soft life. Like, Hoquiam won that game, and they started yelling at each other during garbage time, and then the Hoquiam co- coach called a timeout just so he could gather his guys up, turn around, and start cheering towards his fans and, like, just rile them up even more. Right. I don't know about basketball, but I've played their football team. It's, it's not a, good. It's similar to the kind of aesthetic of on Alaska <laughs> oh. and the toughness type thing. Just so. Gritty in Hoquiam? Hoquiam? No. Oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's All right. Uh, another game that is allegedly going to be good. Adna at Tuta Lake. The rims might actually catch on fire from all of the shooting and or <laughs> scoring. According to whoever wrote these notes. Over um, under on three-pointers, probably around... 50. I mean, Adna boys are still taking more threes than twos. Yeah. And making um, a lot of them. All right. What do you, what's the over under on points for Swanson? 29? And 35. And a <laughs> yeah. 29 and a half. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, that does sound like a fun game. Uh, that's a, that's a big, like, prove it game for Tudor Lake. And Adna. Yeah. yeah and Adna. For both. Uh, and then girls nacelle at PL. This, 
this game would not have been fun last year and Nacelle is not it's kind of that Tumwater Black Hills like Nacelle's not been as good as they were last year and it's mm-hmm. that window for second in the league I mean Mossier's gonna run away with that league but that window for second place and a buy in the district tournament is there and can PL take that step okay and then Friday some big games WFOS girls at Centralia it's not yeah it's the Swamp Cup game that gives it a lure apparently yeah it kind of does uh, although Centralia hasn't won a Swamp Cup game since Jesus, 2009, 10. It's been a while. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> the I'm pretty sure the coach of Centralia back then is now an administrator at WF West. Trader. I think it's Mark Wesley. Well, he's a Centralia city councilor. Oh, Mark Wesley? Yeah. He was my English teacher last year. Yeah, well, it's... I love I West Dog, dude. Yeah, yeah, he's a great dude. He does awesome. everything. He does. Dog. He does. Dog. He's a great... He was... He told he's me he, he was almost the play-by-play announcer for the Kraken. He was like a finalist for that yeah. job. He's got a great announcer's voice. He does. Mark Wesley, if you listen. Dog. Yeah. <laughs> what did he teach you? English. College level. Mm-hmm. Can't tell you, like, something I learned in the class. Oh, surprise, <laughs> surprise. We, we read Animal Farm. Oh, good about book. communism. Good book. Great yeah. book, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you the came Russian out of being like, all right, sounds good. Yeah. Communism. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> shout out the mule. Shout out the donkey. He doesn't deserve what he got. Um, yeah, shout out to day. you for remembering anything about that book other than the fact that it was about communism. Yeah. It was kind <laughs> I don't remember I any it, specifics about yeah, the book. Yeah, the one pig that's Trotsky, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Other than, other than that, I don't remember <laughs> So there's the yeah. it was snowball and I forgot what the other one was. Uh, the the Napoleon, yeah, snowball and Napoleon. Yeah. <laughs> welcome farm. back to world, <laughs> welcome back to uh, literature dump. <laughs> Animal Farm approved by the sports crew. <laughs> Check it out. Um, and then Black Hills is playing Tumwater. <laughs> and then every day Chad comes down. He's like, "You're you're you're our boxer, our tragic hero." Shout out boxer. The horse. You had to look that Animal up. Farm. I did. I did yeah. have to look it up. That's I would I have had to too. <laughs> Um, Black Hills of Tumwater is also a game that maybe you should be interested in on Friday. Girls basketball and boys basketball. Pioneer Bowl, doubleheader. Again, Tumwater ran away with both of these games last year, and I think they're going to be a whole lot closer this year. Both sides, especially the girls, though. The, boy, okay. the boys is a huge proof of game for both teams because both teams are just, there's so little carryover from last year. Like, that's two of the te- top three teams in the EFCO last year that are expected to be two of the top three teams in the EFCO this year, and they're just completely new and they've kind of got to show it now with okay. those new groups. All right. Um, that's all we got in the notes. Anything you guys want to talk about? We kind of, any other books you read tangents? last year? Yeah. What other books Ooh, did you guys I read? I read 1984 in, it's, uh, it's just a big, book. Like <laughs> <Yeah>. Orwell. <laughs> they were, yeah, this George Orwell. That was a great book too. I mean, yeah, they just the prepared, bank came out of that and was like, they're man, just, Oceana. Yeah. They're just, they're preparing us to, Fight the deep state out in that, I guess. <laughs> yeah, they are. Uh, especially if you go to school. And then you go to stats and they ask you what two plus two equals and you get an F. <laughs> uh, anything else? You get, do you guys want to one, one last plug for the University of Washington? Score prediction? The national championship? Yeah. What do you, what do you, get, what you guys takes? UW's going to need 40 because Blake Corum's going to run for mm. 250 yards. So, uh, one of my friends, shout out, Sawyer Terry, told me his score prediction was 48. 45, I think, Washington. 
I think I don't think so because they're all, both. Even though UW throws it a lot, they're really good at slowing the game down, and Michigan is very good at slowing the game down. So I think it'll be pretty much the same as the Sugar Bowl. I think somebody's gonna win, and it'll be thirty-six to thirty-two. Uh, Michigan twenty-seven ten. You heard it here first. Gotcha. Josh is trying so hard not to tell us what's gonna happen every play of that game. <laughs> Why? Because <laughs> I, I don't leak my Josh script. Has script. <laughs> <laughs> He's got the script. All right. Thanks for listening. I can't believe this went over an hour. We'll talk to you next week. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. <laughs>